Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. Happy to be here today. Happy to uh, be able to hang out with you guys. We're starting a a brand new series uh, this week called This Is What We Do, uh, and I'm excited about it. You know, uh, we're reminiscing this past week, uh, just thinking about the... uh, What's happened over the course of these past couple uh, past couple years, and uh, we're almost at our two year anniversary as a church, which is a really big deal. Yeah, I think in just uh, three just three or four weeks, we're actually going to be doing uh, our, our birthday party. Right, we're going to do birthday weekend, which I'm really excited about. We're going to have some blow ups and some uh, we're going to do some grilling out and uh, have some fun out in the uh, the breezeway after church. Uh, but as we were thinking about it, and as I was you know looking back over the past of these two years, man, God has just done some amazing things, way better than what we deserved. Uh, you know, Eric and I were talking, it was like, you know, as, as church planners, when we get started, um, we, uh, we had all these plans, and none of them worked out the way we thought they would. Uh, and actually, it just happened where, you know, the, the more times that we were just obedient and said, God, you do what you want, you want to do, and we'll just show up, uh, man, it, it worked out way better than all the plans that we had ever had. And so uh, I'm excited for what year three means and what's going to happen. I'm excited over the course of this next couple of weeks uh, to be able to celebrate and talk about what's happened over these past two years uh, and be able to cast some vision for what's going on in the future. Uh, but specifically in this series, this is what we do. This is something that uh, if you were here last year, you probably heard us do the same series. We're going to do it every year. Uh, but we're going to use this time to just very clearly over the next couple of weeks uh, make things clear, black and white, talking about what we believe and what we do as a church, the things that we believe and kind of the, the core values that we have. And so uh, if this is your first time here, uh, I want to first say this. If I didn't get a chance to, to introduce myself, my name is Brian Nichols. I'm the lead pastor here. But if this is your first time here, this is a great opportunity, a great time uh, to be showing up for the very first time. Because in the next couple of weeks, you're going to hear all about Coastline, what's happened in the past couple of years. You're going to get caught up, uh, and you're going to hear about kind of what makes us who we, who we are. And so I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to jump into it. You guys ready? Sweet. Heavenly Father, God, I pray as the good Father that you are, that you would uh, allow me to preach better than what my talent would allow uh, God, I'm just here, obedient, and doing what you've called me to do. And so I pray that your Holy Spirit would just work through me. Uh, God, I pray that uh, you would uh, adjust our mindset and our heart to receive from you what you would want us to hear today. I pray that this would charge us and challenge us for the future that's ahead and everything that is, is coming up. And ultimately, God, I pray that your way would happen above our way. We submit this, this service to you, the rest of today to you, and the, the time to come. Have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, Amen. Uh, I got a quick question. Does anyone here like coffee? Go ahead and raise your hands. A couple people. Okay, we got some coffee drinkers. Okay, we're keeping Island Roasters and Dunkin' Donuts in business here in New Smyrna. That's great. That's great. Some of us, man, I've cleaned up after you after church is done, and you're keeping them in business a little bit more than the rest of us, but uh, that's all right. But uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy, I enjoy coffee. I think coffee uh, coffee is is pretty good, uh, pretty good stuff. We all kind of take it different ways, right? I mean, all of us have had different experiences with coffee, right? Some of us, 
We like coffee just the way it is, black, right? Black is your heart. Anyone here like black coffee? Three people, perfect. A couple people. Uh, some people like it with cream. Some people like it with a little bit of cream and a little bit of sugar. Some of us are uh, super healthy and you get it with like stevia and almond milk and put a little extra cacao in it or something. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Some of us, we take our coffee, you know, like it's, you know, you know, can I get a little bit of coffee with my cream, right? And some people, you taste their coffee and you're like, this is a lot more ice cream than it is actually coffee just in a cup. No, you ain't fooling anybody. All of us have had that like perfect, that perfect cup of coffee, the way that we exactly like it, and a perfect setting. You know, this morning, Erica and I woke up and, and were able to watch the sunrise as we drank uh, a cup of coffee each. Our kids were actually with my sister, which, bless your heart, I love you. You're fantastic. You deserve something. Um, but we were able to watch the sunrise, and it was just a fantastic moment. We've all experienced that time before. But then we've also experienced a time where it's like not a fantastic moment because you got a full cup of coffee and you spill it on your pants, right, and it's scalding hot. Erica did that this morning as well. So it was like half good, half bad. But we've all experienced good and bad when it comes to coffee, right? But overall, I think the majority of us would say that coffee is still, it's still good. Co coffee in itself, we, we really enjoy coffee. And when I thought about this, when I'm thinking through this, you know, I kind of started to see some tie-ins between coffee and the church today that we're in. You know, not in, say, Coastline Church, but the church, like churches all over America, right? There's so many different flavors and way that people take it, right? We've got people here that, that grew up Catholic before, right? And you, you know what Catholic church is like. It's a little bit different than this church, right? There's, you sit down, you stand up, you kneel down, you stand up, you sit down, right, over and over. Uh, that's Catholic church. Some of us grew up in Pentecostal church, which you sat up, stood down, kneeled down, whatever, and all that same stuff too, just someone was yelling and probably had a flag while they were waving it, right? It's a little bit different flavor of coffee. It's a little bit different flavor of church. You know, some of us, some of us, we've experienced uh, great things in church, right? We're here today because we had a great experience when it came to church. But some of us might be here today, and, uh, and maybe you didn't have a great experience in church. Maybe you got, maybe you got burned by church. First of all, real quick, before I get on anything else, if, if that is you, I want you to let know, man, I've, I've been there myself. And I'm sorry that people are fallible, people mess up. Uh, and as a pastor in a church, I would like to apologize to you for however, however you got hurt. I don't think that's the intention of church, and I don't think that's what God created the church for. But here's the thing. No, no, no but. That was the end of the statement, on to a different statement. When it comes to church... I believe very clearly that the church is still good. The church is, I believe that the church is the number one way in the world today to continue to go out and share the love and show the love of Jesus Christ. I believe that the church has an opportunity to change the world that we're in. And that's why we're here in New Smyrna Beach. That's why Coastline Church exists, is because have God use us to share the love of Jesus uh, to the world around us. And so as Eric and I were talking about this a couple years ago, as we were preparing uh, to figure out, you know, what does, what, what does Coastline Church stand for? What do we want to be as a church? We quickly started to put together a list of things, and we boiled it down to just, to just three of them. And we were able to, to put all of this, the things that we believed, 
in a sentence, an action point, a mission statement, if you will, of what Coastline Church is. And it goes something like this. I believe it's going to be up on the screen. It says, Coastline Church exists to connect people with Jesus and each other and challenge us all to grow as we go to take our next steps in him. It's clean and simple. You know, if you look on our, our website or our Facebook page, you might not see uh, a statement of faith or something. We, we're going to be working on that here in the near future. But right now, when it comes to what we believe and what we do, we've boiled it down to three specific things. We believe when it comes to church, when it comes to the small groups that meet, when it comes to our youth ministry, when it comes to our children's ministry, three things we should do all the time. We should connect with God and each other. We should grow and we should put it all into action, and we should go take it to the world where God has told us to. You guys agree with that so far? So over the next couple of weeks, you're going to hear a lot about these three things. Today specifically, though, I'm going to talk about the first one we talked about, and that is connect. Look at your neighbor upside the head and say connect. Connect. Look at your next neighbor and say, you are not my second choice. I apologize if you got hurt by that. You need to connect as well. One of my favorite things to speak on uh, is when it comes to Jesus and how he did his life, specifically his ministry, and how he connected with the people around him, right? He spoke about it very clearly numerous times, that connection is important for you and I to live out. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 to 40 says this. Says, uh, it says that Jesus replied he was talking to a Pharisee who asked him, what is the most important commandment? He says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The first and greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. I think this is important specifically because I know that when it comes to what we do as a church, one of the things that we want to do is connect in love with God Almighty, right? We've already done that a little bit this morning, right? Things were a little bit different. We didn't have the full band up here. We didn't have a you know, you know face-melting guitar solo. We just kind of kept things calm. But we get, get this opportunity for our hearts to connect with God Almighty. It happens every week here at Coastline. It should happen every day in all of our lives. But specifically on Sundays, we do it through singing and through worshiping. We do it through hearing and taking action and challenging and charging our lives for what is ahead. But specifically at Coastline, I believe when it comes to connecting with God, that part is for everyone. It's not specifically just for the people that know Jesus. It's not specifically for the people that identify or call themselves Christian or the people that are just in this room today. I believe that when it comes to to how we should be pursuing and how we should live life, I believe that connecting with God and connecting with Christ, it should be of the utmost importance and it is for Everyone. Jesus talks about this very specifically in, uh, and communicates it actually through his actions more than his teachings of who this is specifically for. In Matthew uh, chapter 4, 18 to 19, it starts to communicate how Jesus starts to gather these people around him, these, these guys that would later on be called his followers, his disciples. But in Matthew 4, verse 18 and 19, it says this. It says, one day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they were fishing for a living. Jesus called them out, called out to them and said, come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. 
Now, here's the thing. Back in this day, back in those days, uh, this was, if you were a teacher of the law, if you were a rabbi, you wouldn't have called fishermen because fishermen were common folk. Fishermen were dirty and smelly, and they were just normal. They were messy. They were not the, the, the pristine, clean people that, that you would want to have follow you. But Jesus comes to them. He comes to the messy people. He comes to the people that, that, that don't have it all together, that might, maybe weren't the smartest, don't have everything worked out. And he says to them, come and follow me. Come and connect with me. I think specifically when it, comes to, when it comes to how Coastline Church should be, we should be a church that is accepting of people that are messy, that don't have it all together. If we're a church just for church folks, man, that's not what Jesus did. Jesus didn't pull church folks around him. He pulled fishermen and he pulled tax collectors. He pulled people that were messed up and that were hurting and that were lost. I think specifically as, as a church when it comes to us that, that when it, as a church, we should be helping people connect to Christ. And it does not mean that they've got to have it all together before they do it. I believe when it comes to a connection, a connection is based more off of relationship than it is off of religion, especially when it comes to Christ. For you to love something, you have to have a connection to it. You have to have a relationship with it. I believe specifically, coastlines should be about connecting people, should be about building relationships, not about building a religion. Religion says if, if you change, if you change your life, you can follow Jesus. But Jesus says, I want a relationship with you, and I'll change your life. As a church, I just want us to be able to help people connect with God, connect with Christ. And I believe that it starts with a relationship. And so for Coastline, when it comes to us, man, anyone can come here and connect with Christ. It's not for one specific type of person. It's not for church folks. It's not for unchurched folks. It's not for de-churched folks. It's for everyone. Because all of us should be able to have the opportunity to find a comfortable place to come connect with our Lord and Savior, connect with our Creator. And that's what I hope, that's what I desire, that's what I want for our church here. The second thing I believe that we should do is of equal importance. Uh, we shouldn't just be here to connect with Christ. We should also connect with one another. Connecting with people is important. Jesus goes on, if you read into Matthew 22, verse 37 uh, through 40, or actually I think it's 39 to 40, he continues on when he's telling the Pharisee about uh, the, the law and how we should love what's the most important. He says, love God. But then he goes on, he says, a second is, is equally important. He doesn't say the second one is, is right under, just next to love God with all. He says the second is equally as important. He says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. The entire law and all that it demands of the prophets are based on these two things, love God and love people. And so for us as a church, I believe it is important for us to be connected, for us to love on one another, for us to build relationships with each other. If we just show up on the weekends and you guys just hear from me, I'm going to tell you, you guys are missing out. Because you got to do life with the people around you. It's important. Apostle Paul talks about this in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 through 12. He says, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person fails, the other can reach out and help. But someone who, fall, who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. People, I know this because my two-year-old crawls in bed with me and he's 
stinking hot. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two people can stand back to back and conquer. Three or even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Community and connection with other believers is as important as your connection with God. That's what Jesus says. That's not what I'm saying. Jesus said it is equally to love your neighbor as you love yourself to connect with them. You know, this past week I was uh, out on the boat and uh, um, I was hanging out with my mom and my aunt and uh, they wanted to see dolphins. And my aunt was in town for only a short period of time. And it was kind of like one of those things my mom like guilt tripped me into taking them. It was like 40, it was like 40 mile an hour winds. The waves are huge. And I'm like, yeah, let's see dolphins. You know, it's like buck and bronco for a boat. But we went out and saw dolphins. And I, I see this one dolphin like every time I go out. Um, and it might be that there's like two or three of them. Nate's probably seen it too. But there's a dolphin that 90% of the time he's by himself or herself. And they've got like a cut off back fin. You ever see him, Nate? He's got like a, it's like been clipped or something like that. Something happened when he was young. But 90% 90 of the time when I see this dolphin, it's by himself. And he's just slowly cruising. You know, I can't tell dolphin emotions or anything like that. But it's not like the happy-go-lucky dolphin that you would normally see in the river. But as I go out with my mom and my aunt, I see this family of dolphins. There's a mom, a dad, I'm assuming. And then there's like two or three little babies. And they're like... The babies are jumping out of the water completely. They're just frolicking in, like, the surf. They're having a fantastic time, and life is great. You see them, like, you know, getting together, and they're chasing mullet and getting lunch and breakfast together, and they're living the best little dolphin lives that they can ever have. And when I saw this, I'm reminded about how when we do life together, man, there's protection, there's provision that can happen, Life can be lived to its fullest. But when you're alone, I'm going to tell you, it's a difficult place to, live, to be in. Now, most of us, especially men, we are notorious for, like, we don't want to open up to anyone. We, we want to be by ourselves. My problems are my problems and nobody else's problems. No one should see my weakness. And all the wives are looking up at their husbands right now outside their head. I'm going to tell you, that what you feel, I get it because I've been there. But it's wrong. Because what you feel right now, that being by yourself, is going to continue to drive a wedge between you and the people that God loves and wants you to be connected with. And ultimately, you're going to find yourself miserable and alone. Jesus said we're supposed to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. We're supposed to create a connection. We're supposed to build relationships. And I believe that life is better when you're together. Does that rhyme? No, kind of. I don't know. I'm not an English major. So one of the things that we do to help promote this in our church is we challenge people to join circle groups. And these are uh, groups of people that meet all throughout the week, anywhere from uh, 6 to 12 uh, people will get together in a living room or a coffee shop or a uh, breakfast spot or a dinner spot, and they'll, they'll talk about life. They'll ask each other questions about what God's doing in their life. They'll pray for one another. Many of the groups uh, are private as far as in, in how they open up with one another. They're going to say, hey, you know, I'm dealing with this, but they're going to keep it in themselves so it's a safe place to talk about. We challenge people to, to join these circle groups because there's growth that happens 
in them. We use this little catchy phrase when it comes to promoting circle groups. We say, grow beyond your row, right? Because right here, I think this is great living a life in a row, but if you will join with people and live life in a circle, life's going to be completely, completely better. And so we challenge people to join one of these groups to do life together because it's going to make them better. It's ultimately going to make our church better. And ultimately, it's going to make the world that we live in a better place. Now, here's the thing. For many of you, you guys can take my word for it. I can come up here and talk about it until I'm blue in the face. But it's probably better if you hear from some people whose lives have actually been changed because of circle groups. And so I want to give you uh, just a few seconds to watch this video. This is uh, Doug Davis and Patty Lee, uh, and they lead one of our circle groups here at Coastline. Go ahead and check it out. Hi, I'm Patty Lee Davis. Hi, and I'm Doug Davis. And we've been with Coastline since the very beginning when it started almost two years ago. And we lead the Barefoot Beachside Circle Group. Being Leading the circle group, uh, the Beachside Barefoot Group, has been such a blessing for us because, for one thing for me personally, it gets me into the Word and, and studying God's Word more than I would ever do before. But the main thing is, is being involved with other people and doing life together. Uh, it's just an incredible thing to uh, get to know other people to grow together spiritually, to learn together, uh, to take care of each other and support each other. And one misconception is, is that people think that you have to be very knowledgeable to be a part of a circle group, and that's, that's nowhere near the truth. In fact, um, some people come and just listen for the most part in order to learn and grow that way. But the, for, for me, it's just incredible to know that I have brothers and sisters, and I know them you know, now personally, that we connect together, and we do life together, and we grow together. And they support me, and we support them. And when you're sitting in a row at church, and you're sitting there for an hour, and then you leave, you're not building any relationships, you're not connecting. I mean, it's good that you're there, but you have to get involved in order to have relationships. And we're, we can pick up the phone and call each other and say, I just need prayers, and we don't necessarily explain why, and we just do it for each other. Yeah, the best part again is, is to get to know people, to do life together, um, and to grow together spiritually. And it's just a, an incredible thing to meet each week and go over God's word and just the, the laughter, the fun involved. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's a real compliment to the church to be able to get out of a row and into a circle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if Doug were up here today, which he could come up here, but that's, we're going to keep that because you guys will not be the Baptist lunch if he comes up. But um, I would tell you this, man. He could tell you story about story of, after story uh, of how uh, the people that are in that circle 
um, have supported and helped and provided and protected one another, um, help people through depression, uh, help people uh, in, in times of their need. Um, there's been people that, uh, you know, they've had to, you know, they've gotten hurt or whatever and had to go and get surgery. And next thing you know, the whole circle group has provided for dinners for the next like week and a half for them. Um, they are constantly in prayer for one another. They got a little uh, private Facebook page where if one of them's dealing with something, they're writing on it. And that day, the group can get together and pray about it. Um, and, and I promise you today, they would all say that their lives are better because they are in community and connection with one another than if they weren't. I'm going to tell you right now, that's not anything. This is not me trying to promote uh, a message or anything like that or, or me, uh, an agenda that I have. Because I'm going to tell you right now, for us to, to, to have circle groups um, every week, man, it takes, it takes a little bit of work from the staff to put it all on. We do it not because we want something from you. We do it because we want something for you. We know it's going to change your life for the better. It's going to make your life better. It's going to make the community that we live in a better place to live in. Amen? So here's the thing. If you're here today and you feel alone, if you're here today and you feel like your life is a mess, um, if you're here today and you feel like you've been hurt or, or you're not loved, if you're here today and you just don't feel peace about what life is throwing at you, I want to let you know that you are in great company because I've been there and there's weekends I get up here and I am there. There's people that are sitting to your left and to your right that are just as messy and are dealing with just, just as crazy things as you are. They're stressed out. They're holding on for dear life. I want to tell you that if you will live life connected with God, connected with Christ, if you will live life connected with one another, your world will be a better place to live in. Your life will get better. And I want to help you to be able to do that because no one should live alone no one should feel like they've got to get their stuff together before they step into a church to find help. I've got a buddy, I go to lunch with him maybe twice a year. And each time I meet with him, he says the same joke of like, well, I'm just surprised when I step into your church, the lightning doesn't strike. I'm right there with you, buddy. I'm going to tell you, I've got a past too. But once I connected with Christ, he changed me forever. There was no way I could have changed myself before. There's no way that you can change if you're not connected with him. And today for two things, uh, with every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around, this is between you and Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you do not feel like you're connected, if you feel like you've been disconnected from him, and today you want that to change. Today you want to do life in connection, in relationship with him. Not based off of religion, but based off of reality and what's happening day in and day out. If you want to live in relationship with him and have him change your life, I just want you to raise a hand up and put it right back down. You're saying, Jesus, you know my life. You know where I'm at right now. You know what's going on. Change me. God, you've seen all the hands that have gone up. You know what they're dealing with. You know the messes of life of, uh, that we're struggling with. And even for the people uh, that are here today that didn't raise their hand, that felt the urge to. God, right now, I pray that you would do a work, that your Holy Spirit would bring peace to them. 
God, that they would start to see or start to feel you tugging on their heart, God, that their life might change for the better as they connect with you. God, I thank you for what you're going to do in their lives. I thank you for the stories that we're going to be able to tell of how you're continuing to change our lives piece by piece. Have your way. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.